time of your life. On 95.1 The Peak, it is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Joining us on the line is the Deputy Mayor of Collingwood. We say hello to Deputy Mayor Keith Hall. Keith, great to talk to you. How have you been holding up through all this COVID-19? I'm uh, great, uh, John, and uh, thank you, John and Mel, for having me on uh, the show this morning. Uh, It's a pleasure to be with uh, the two of you. It's great to talk to you, and you know, I've mentioned this to the mayor last time we talked, but I want to share the wealth because I think yourself as well, council and and staff at the town of Collingwood, have been amazing keeping our municipality going through this COVID-19 crisis. Um, thank you, John. Uh, that is uh, greatly appreciated, and uh, I do appreciate the comment. Um, I really, you know, feel that uh, the mayor has uh, led council well, extremely well, and our, our new acting CAO, Sonia Skinner, has done a phenomenal job in leading the um, uh, the town staff. Uh, it's not every municipality that actually goes through a change at the top level from an administrative side through a crisis. And it has, uh, the transition has been as smooth as possible. And she's done a really, really good job. Uh, that is, it's fantastic. In every department, I mean, uh, PRC is doing great all through all of this. And of course, the BDC has been fantastic. And I think it's not only for our locals, but, but showing what Collingwood can do to the wider universe is really outstanding. I, I absolutely agree. And uh, again, thank you for those compliments to uh, uh, to uh, the council and to town staff and to uh, all involved. It has been a success story to date. And uh, the important message, though, is that as uh, you know, we're all in it together. Uh, we continue to be vigilant over the summer months and into the fall, so that uh, as discussions of a you know a relapse or phase two. Um, we do our very, very best so that we don't uh, fall backwards, but we continue to move forward as a community. Let's talk about some of the, uh, the not, not everything is rosy in the community. Yep. Let's talk about uh, the kerfuffle we're hearing from the downtown BIA. Uh, how involved is Collingwood Council in, in the town within the inner workings of the BIA? So as of uh, Monday evening, uh, Council is now uh, involved. And uh, this is a minor step setback, but I think it will be in the long term uh, a very good step forward to ensuring that uh, the BIA, the board that's in place, uh, and the members that will be looking to recruit to fill the four vacancies uh, are able to do uh, a proper, uh, an excellent job on behalf of the members. Uh, the membership of the BIA is almost 400 within mm-hmm. the, uh, the boundaries when you uh, include all of the uh, the retail service, uh, et cetera, the providers within the community. And it's important, uh, those members have a voice. They pay uh, fees uh, to be a part of the BIA, and uh, they have a right to, to be ensured that there's good governance uh, within the board and that the board is moving forward progressively to uh, promote um, activation, et cetera, within the core. And um, there were some concerns that were raised. Uh, we've had uh, four resignations within the last couple of weeks. That's not insignificant. There's been six uh, during the duration of this term, if you look back. And uh, it got to the point where um, uh, we got involved and said we, we need to be a part of the process to ensure that uh, moving forward, uh, we go out to the BIA um, to really encourage members to get involved, to put their names forward, uh, through a recruitment process uh, so that we've got a strong board going going forward. And uh, I just want to acknowledge that the, the current members who do remain on the board, and this is not a slight to those who have chosen to resign, 
but the four that uh, have res- have remained, they are committed to the BIA. They are committed to moving forward, uh, committed to working with the town. And when I say the town, I'm really referring to uh, Clerk uh, Sarah Almas. Uh, in the last week, she has been instrumental in uh, stepping in and providing uh, some guidance, uh, taking a look at sort of what's happened um, from an historical standpoint, and uh, looking at what we could do from a best practice moving forward to ensure, again, that uh, we've got a strong board in place and, and uh, really good governance um, in terms of our policies and procedures uh, so that, um, you know, the members can be confident that when they're paying fees, et cetera, they're getting good value uh, for the money that they're paying. How long do you think the council will be this heavily involved? I'm hoping that the council won't be heavily involved at all. I mm-hmm. think that really what we're what we're doing is we're saying to the clerk, uh, we'd like you to design um, a recruitment uh, plan, a policy, and that over the course of the summer, we will go up to the members to see who is interested in perhaps filling those vacancies. Uh, obviously, the sooner the better we can do it. Um, uh, we, we can move on. We've got to be cognizant, though, that we are going to a membership whose primary focus at this point for a lot of those individuals is uh, working through phase two, now into phase three of, of opening their business. And as, as important as the BIA is, and as important as, you know, maybe being a, a potential future board member, I can fully appreciate that there are business owners who <laughs> their primary focus is maybe just making sure the door opens today yeah. and yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, definitely. I'm sure uh, quite a few of them would, wouldn't would mind being on the board and being a part of it, but right now might not be the best time for them to, to do that. So speaking about Phase 3 and yes. the reopening of the town, how has it been seeming to be moving forward so far? So I think that uh, so far, um, you know, we've been uh, uh, relying heavily on uh, upper-tier guidance, and I say that from obviously the province of the county, but uh, also from the Simcoe Muskoka District Health Unit, uh, as it relates to our recreation facilities, to uh, you know the businesses, uh, our own uh, centers, etc. Um, in terms of our facilities, uh, they are now uh, starting to uh, resume full operation. Uh, people will notice that when they go to uh, maybe their favorite parks, whether it's out behind the terminals where I'm speaking to you from this morning, uh, to uh, Sunset Point at the east uh, end. Uh, we've installed uh, porta potties, for example, to allow people to get out, enjoy the parks, but also knowing that um, you know that the, the, the open spaces are are open for people to uh, to enjoy. That definitely has uh, been a challenge finding it, a it, toilet during it, COVID. It certainly <laughs> has. Yeah. I, I was struggling to find the diplomatic uh, yeah. words, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yes. Um, so that, that's just, uh, you know, one very small sign of the community sort of coming back to life. Uh, obviously, uh, Sunset Point has been uh, an issue for uh, a number of summers consecutively. This year, it's been sort of exacerbated by COVID-19. And uh, I think, again, when I, I turn to staff, I have to commend them for the phenomenal job that they have done in um, really working with our stakeholders, stakeholders being residents, being the community at large, uh, to ensure that there's a fine balance between, you know, uh, making access available to the greater public, but also to the residents of Collingwood. And um, uh, people may choose not to agree with me when I say this, but that's fine, and that's their right. But when I look to communities uh, throughout the province of Ontario and how 
you know, and I'm not blaming them because it was a very difficult situation, but you had policies in place where you were open one day, now you're closed the next day, you're back open another day, et cetera. And I really have to sort of tip my hat to our staff who worked at a, a progressive plan to ensure that our parks remained open uh, in Sunset Point in particular, and that we were welcoming of anyone who wanted to use the park. And I think that speaks volumes uh, to the staff, but more importantly, it speaks volumes to our community. Uh, it, yeah, it does in, indeed, and and I'm 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 really enjoying some of the innovation that the the town has sort of worked with the community to do the widening of the patios for some of the uh-huh. the restaurants and stuff, and and I'm really looking forward to this Saturday. You're closing Simcoe Street. Uh, that's right. So this was uh, an initiative that was actually brought forward by a number of the. Um, uh, uh, owners uh, and tenants who are along Simcoe Street. So from here, Ontario, east over to uh, St. Marie, and then over to St. Paul, uh, Simcoe Street will be closed Saturday. And this will allow for the uh, the restaurants and the Blue Mountain Foundation for the Arts uh, to expand out onto the street. It will allow for the public to be able to walk knowing that it's uh, vehicle-free or barrier-free and um, take in, uh, you know, some of the culinary delights, but also really appreciate some of the local talent uh, from an artistic perspective. And I know that, you know, the Blue Mountain Foundation for the Arts uh, is a prime example of, um, you know, an organization that's really been impacted heavily by COVID uh, and the the really good work that they're doing. So this is an opportunity for them to sort of expand their physical footprint out onto the street, showcasing uh, talents from the region as a whole, while allowing people to get out, stretch their legs uh, uh, in a more sort of relaxed, uh, informal uh, manner. Now, I've heard and, that this is a is this like a pilot project or a test yes. project for that might be a more uh, permanent closure. So the, lots of conversation. And uh, this is an idea, quite frankly, that, that's not unique to Collingwood. And it's also something that... Uh, has been talked or bantered about for decades. Yep. Uh, if you go back to the first Vision 2020 document that was released, there was conversation about creating a uh, pedestrian uh, uh, parts within the community or downtown that were pedestrian uh, friendly. Um, you know, when you look around the world, some of the most famous streets are, uh, you know, free of vehicles and uh, pedestrian um, uh, only. And they really create sort of a, a, an ambience that is uh, second to none. It allows people the free mobility, uh, much greater access to uh, exchange with one another, and uh, take in whatever opportunity that particular street may offer. Again, whether it be culinary, whether it be artistic, whatever the case may be. Well, I'm and, looking uh, forward to seeing. Now, what do we have to? What will we be looking for to see if it's a success? Well, I think so. It'll be interesting to see because, of course, we're doing something in the middle of COVID. So we have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, the one time we're, we're encouraging people to come down and take advantage of being able to walk on the street freely uh, and take in uh, the activities. But at the same time, we do have to be mindful that we still have to uh, socially distance from one another. Um, although we're outside, it's not mandatory to wear a face mask, but it's certainly encouraged. Um, so... It's not, you know, if we were, 
if we were doing this last July, I think the quick answer would be, well, obviously it's successful, dependent on how many people we can sort of squeeze through in that particular space right. over, that, over the day. And it, that's just not going to be the case. And if I look toward the other side of the street of here, Ontario, to the farmer's market, um, where you've got, I, I think, so far a successful and it's been well-received market, but it's a very different format. You've got one entry, one exit, uh, structured lines, no different than if you were going to uh, uh, a larger, you know, say, box store. Right. Um, and it seems to be a success. Obviously, you don't have the same volume of people going through at the same, same time. Um, but when you talk to uh, those who uh, are there as consumers of the vendors, they seem to be pleased with what's been able to be achieved under COVID guidelines. Deputy Mayor Keith Hall, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk of the Town. And again, thank you for all your efforts and appreciate you being here on the show. Great. Thank you very much to both of you. Appreciate it.